I got things that I'm giving in advance. Don't gotta wait till I see it in my hands. What's going on, visionaries? Welcome to the second to last episode of season two. I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Max Juni. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Maxi Poo. We're skewing the data here on the pod. We're trying to, bro. Bro, so introduce yourself. Uh, people that don't know what you do, you meet a stranger, they ask you what you do. How do you how do you give them the short version of that answer? I am a YouTuber in the fitness yeah. space who also has uh, started a couple businesses through that. So yeah. YouTuber, entrepreneur, Man, skinny gangster. leg guy, full time gangster. That's right. Uh, highest deadlift ever at some point at some point it was man yeah so visionaries how i know about max is how he said he's a youtuber i've been following him since like 2015 2016 while i was like coming out of high school so just been like a fan since then and then recently i don't know what inspired you bro that you're like hey i know i get have trouble getting guests on my own podcast so you made some space for people to just like hit you up so yeah i don't know what yeah no it's, it's been cool we got it i got i got I had a show before this I was on and then uh, I got yeah. one more like right after this, I'll have like a 10 minute bathroom break and we're, um, you know, we're just trying to, I, I understand the hustle and I understand the the struggle sometimes and finding, finding guests, especially maybe people who have, you know, a social media following, it's maybe harder to get in contact with them. So yeah. I, uh, I just wanted to be like, you know what, L let me take a little bit of stress off of people's plate. Let me like, at least get them like one episode ahead and see, sure. see how much we can do. And I didn't know I was going to have as many uh, people contact me as I did. So it was, it was a lot of hours I got to dedicate. But if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it, man. So here we are, bro. I don't know. If I was you, I would have got like people out of the, like just been exhausted after so much conversation. So I would have just been like, okay, I'll do these. And then whoever. Well, they all kind of came in at the same time. And then I was like, all right, like schedule them for next week. And I just kind of made them, made them all work around, um, you know, the, 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 the schedule. So it's not like they came in like the day before. It's just I like planned them all out. But you know, if people if people want to take time to to sit down and chat with me, you know, I want to I want to give them the best episode episode possible, and yeah, I'm ready to ready to do the damn thing, dude. I want to nerd out about podcast stuff later because I'll I'll kind of break yeah. down how I guess Vision Room is essentially I feel like the musician influencer space of what you do. Uh, we'll kind of go into what you said. So YouTuber entrepreneur, kind of want to take the timeline back, like high school Max, like what what did you want to do initially, and how you kind of got into the space you are now. So high school, I was, I mean, I, throughout my whole life, I've always been like the class clown kind of guy, just always trying yeah. to make people laugh and just get attention and then essentially annoy people. I was getting kicked out of class, but yeah. um, high school, I was the exact same way. I was really into working on my my, my Jeeps. I was, you know, I'm big, big Jeep guy, big in the off-roading world. And I was, yeah. that was doing like, you know, that was my hobbies back then. And, you know, I, I didn't perform super well in school. Uh, I wasn't really into sports. Um and uh, I was getting pretty poor grades. I was just getting average grades. Just like I was like a yeah. C student, you know, occasionally I'd get a B, never an A. And if I got an A, it was a maybe in a gym class. But even then I was getting points sure. taken away because I was running my mouth. But, yeah. um, you know, I didn't really have like a a, a plan for my, my, my life. I know when I was younger, I kind of I thought about being like a police officer or something. I thought that was kind of sure. cool. And but no, I was. You know, back back in my day, graduated 2008, and the very normal path was, yeah. you know, you graduate high school, you go to college, you get a job, you get a family, and and that's the path. That's the only way you can yeah. do it. And, you know, my flash forward now, we are 
10 year, 11 years from graduated college, uh, seven years being completely on our own in terms of, uh, you know, working for ourselves and financially just, uh, independent. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been a wild ride, man. But if you were to, if I was to go back and talk to high school, Max, and think that I would yeah. achieve all the things I've, I've achieved, I would have, I would have not believed you. Yeah, bro. I forgot. Did you finish school? Yeah. Did yeah, absolutely. I'm, um, um, I, I, so I, I, I took five years to do college. I did two and a half. Yeah. So I applied to one school, Virginia Commonwealth University, VCU, because yeah. uh, my buddies were going there. It's only like 30 minutes from my high school. So I could still like do my same job and, you know, have some of my friends. And uh, I was in a relationship at the time. So I could, you know, stay close to my high school girlfriend. And mm-hmm. so it was, a, it was a kind of a win-win-win for all my situations. Um, but I didn't get into the school. And yeah. so I went to a community college for the first half of the, of the journey. And then second half. So it took me five years to graduate, but we got a a degree in business administration management, which I don't remember anything from. So don't ask me. (laughs) Don't ask me about uh, specifics. It's dude making a feature for me over here. Yeah. And the the beanbag back there, Um, man. Yeah. So uh, I think where I kind of saw you start taking off was when you started EF. So like visionaries don't know, like Max, you're basically posting like workout videos, right? You just started posting Mm -hmm. that. And then you started your clothing brand and kind of pioneered like the uh, outsourcing, like the specific. Like a cut and sew. Yes. That's the verbiage I was looking for. Talk to us about that balance because you're working, you went to college, you did the typical thing, but then Mm -hmm. you, you were working your full-time job and doing the EF stuff. And then you, how that transition kind of looked like, because I know like a lot of us are scared to leave our full-time job to pursue the thing that's not as stable, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think now it's it's probably a little it's easier and tougher these days because mm-hmm. now it's very uh, people are very eager to to go off on their own. They think the grass is greener being an entrepreneur, yeah. and you know, for the most part, I I, I wouldn't go back to working for someone else. Um, there's not to say there's not um, uh, value and and good in you know not having the stress of yeah. being an entrepreneur and worrying about you know where your paychecks are going to come from. Um, so it's just kind of different strokes of different folks, but I, I think it's glorified now. And people think that uh, I use the analogy as, I don't know if it's still like this these days, but it's like yeah. when I, when I didn't get into college and I had to go to community college, I was really, really ashamed of myself because community college was kind of looked at as the, um, you're not good enough for college. You're yeah. too poor. You're not smart enough. Um, you know, and if you got into college, that's, that's like, that's the only way you yeah. can be like a real, a real boy. Or like um, when you're leaving high school and you tell your classmates that you're going to community college, it's like not the move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, in hindsight now, I'm like, I, that was the best thing ever. It was a lot easier. Uh, it was a whole lot cheaper. Yeah, yeah. So it's like now I'm like, who cares? Right. But I think entrepreneurialism has kind of gotten that thing that now people think that if you work for someone else, then, you know, you're not as good as people who work for themselves or, you know, you yeah. it, basically you have to be an entrepreneur or else you're you're not hustling hard enough. And I, yeah. I, I do not agree with that. Um but I, it wasn't one. really in my mindset when I was doing everything to be like, I'm going to figure out how fast I can leave my job so I can work for myself. It was just, mm-hmm. I was balancing everything. I was doing it all. Um, I was understanding the, you know, that I have to go to work and work for someone else while I could do my kind of side hustle. And then only when it made sense to make the leap into my, into my full-time solo career, you know? Yeah. It was it was yeah. it was the 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 best moment of my life, man. Yeah, bro. I'll give you a second to like give your flowers, bro, because I know like on your YouTube channel, you'll say that you're not like 
you're posting it as you're learning, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I think your, your life has kind of inspired me because right now I'm a nurse and I want to, I mean, I'm trying to get into the podcast space. I'm a musician. I sing like around churches or do gigs like locally, which is essentially what I want to do, right? Like the podcast the music thing. But right now I'm like having to balance, like I'm working at the hospital, had to yeah. like ask, like to leave early so I could do this and like trying to balance uh -huh. both. And, uh, I think my, my podcast is essentially reaching people that are like in that same thing. Honestly, bro, just hearing your story and the goal would honestly try to get to like a path that you're on. Full-time entrepreneurship's kind of scary to me, bro. It is. I don't know it, what it I'm scary. doing. I'm just like this normal dude. You know, I I, 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 I think a lot of people, you know, I, I try to be the entrepreneur for the people and show yeah. that, you know, Hey, like, I'm going to show you how, like how much that I am figuring out. I'm going to show you the ups and downs. I'm going to show you the, like, things I thought were one way I'm an idiot turns out it's the other way type of thing. And I try and I do that as a way of like, cause this is how it actually is. I think a lot of people maybe even look at me, I hope not, but look at a lot of individuals and think that every entrepreneur that they see knows exactly what they're doing is, is, is smarter than them. You know, they're only in that position because they have this specific thing in their brain that they're like, superior than maybe, you know, the person looking up to them. Um, and is like, who, who maybe is like feeling that like, I can never do this t level of entrepreneurialism. Um, and I think that's not the case. I think it is a, everyone's kind of figuring out and, and winging it on the, on the daily basis. And, you know, I've learned a lot over my years of being an entrepreneur, but I think, um, being transparent and not like I'm downplaying it, but I'm just really leaning into the unknown of entrepreneurialism and it, it it is scary man um people think that it's you know grass is greener and yes yes the ability to make you know essentially unlimited money you know you're not there there's no cap um you're grinding yeah exactly yeah. but you know big with with big with big reward comes big risk and some people are willing to you know put it all on the line and some people aren't. I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. And it really just comes down to what brings you happiness. If you want to be able to clock out from your job and spend time with your loved ones without having all the stresses of a business going on your the back of your brain and dealing with, you know, legal issues and all this stuff, like sure. maybe that's not what you want. You're like, hey, you know, yeah, maybe more money would make me happier for whatever reason. But I don't want that level of added stress. So I don't think it's for everyone. I don't think everyone should be an entrepreneur. But I think that if you if you think that you can't do it because you don't like know everything, that's not a reason. Yeah. I think I think get out there and try for sure. You know, I've gone through a lot of different phases of even running my own business. Now we're to a, a, a point where I have a lot of employees, which is probably the most stressful point um, in in my journey so far because you know. It's different when it's already stressful enough when your uh, livelihood depends on your ability to to push forward, right? You know, mm -hmm. when you're an entrepreneur, your the paychecks that you make are dependent directly, generally, on the work output that you specifically do. There's mm -hmm. there's no slacking around because you slack around, your your pay is going to slack, right? Yeah. Um, whereas now that I have employees, it takes a little stress off my plate because I can trust these people, but now their livelihood remain relies on me moving this company forward. So now mm -hmm. I not only have the stress of me making money, I have to make sure that like I make enough money for everyone else who's yeah. yeah, relies on me. So that's a level that I didn't plan on that I'm I'm learning on every day. But 
you know, it's it's like I don't want to downplay entrepreneurialism, but I definitely think that it's maybe over glorified and thinking that it's like the best thing ever. But, you know, your brain never switches off when I'm when I'm cruising down the highway. You know, I'm not just relaxing, enjoying music. I'm thinking like thinking all these million other things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how, how do I make the business, you know, go forward? Oh man. Like, you know, and you have, you have a lot of uh, doubts a lot of the time because you will, it's great when your business is growing, but the second that it stops having, you know, week over week growth and you have a down month, you have a down week, you have a down day, whatever it is, you think that's the end. You think it's all over. You start stressing, um, you start worrying and that's how you start making mistakes. And, you know, some people aren't cut out for it. And, there's a lot of times where you're going to make a lot of mistakes. They're going to cost you a lot of money yeah. and it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow, but it's not for everyone, but the people that can make it, make it work and it works in their life and they've found a good balance on it. I think it's a great thing, man. That's good, bro. Um, I know we kind of went on like this entrepreneurial tangent, but I, I kind of want to go back to your genuine passion. Cause it started, you were just posting like fitness stuff and you kind of stumbled into this. Um, talk to me about what, what the vision was, because I, I know the story of EF. I, I don't think everyone knows the full story. So you were, I guess, essentially a fitness YouTuber starting this brand, like the meshes behind it. What inspired you to even go in that direction? Because like it felt like everyone and their moms was starting a, a fashion. Well, that's kind of what, what everyone yeah. did, you know, is like if you're in the YouTube space, specifically the fitness is you would go down that path of you make videos, and then eventually you make merch. And then I decided to kind of uh, expand on that a little bit and go yeah. into the the cut and sew overseas manufacturing, which was just an, the same as merch, but just a little elevated experience, a little more yeah. customization there. Um, that was wild, bro. You were you out here pioneering. Yeah, I, I I don't I wasn't the first, but you know it's uh I was I was up there, and um, you know I think it's important to try to maybe change the way that everyone's been doing something for a a, a, a bit. And, you know, getting inspiration from a lot of other companies and buddies that I had who had, you know, that weren't influencers themselves, but did the, did the cut and sew thing for a third party brand, excuse me, that they represented, um, like my buddy Peter with Ape Athletics, my, um, you know, Gymshark, things like that. But I was like, what if you, what if the face of the company also went that same overseas manufacturing route? So, um, yeah, it was just kind of like what you do. And, you know, when you start a brand, First thing you got to think up is, you know, what is the, what is the name of it? What does it mean? Right. So instead of kind of racking my brain with what is this clothing brand going to be called? And then I have to kind of think up what that phrase or word means. And now I got to tell you guys, and now I need to almost make myself believe this, whatever it is. Um, Message. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, ever forward is a, a phrase that came from my late father and, and he, kind of instilled it into his self and brought it into our family from the military. Um, he was in the army and ever forward kind of goes back the, I don't know the exact year and whatnot, but it's a, it's a phrase that's been in the military that he kind of adopted, brought it into our family. And then we kind of made it our kind of uh, phrase we live by. So yeah. I, when I was going to start the clothing, I was like, okay, you know, ever forward it, it, it kind of, I don't know if it sounds like a clothing company, but it's, it's a phrase that I've been, uh, it's been a part of my life. I don't have to make up what it means. It has a very personal message to me. It was very easy to me for me to deliver about why it's called that, why I believe in it, what the message means to me. And I thought it could, you know, relate to a lot of people, make a lot of people resonate with it. And uh, yeah, we launched that and 
late 2014, uh, right around the the end of the year, and it was a, a huge success, and it it, it really, um, I think, caught people off guard in terms of the difference of the the messaging from wacky max and deadlift bra to yeah. hey here's a a powerful message you know that uh you know stems back to my family and um you know the rest is kind of history man in that era but i was like in high school but i think the difference between it being ef and it being like max tuning a pearl created it to be like this bigger entity that a lot of people could grab onto because if if not if you were just max tuning it, it would have just people that knew your youtube and pretty much capped that deck you were doing apparel, doing fitness, and that was your thing in Virginia for a while, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, then, yeah, for a while. Yeah, kind of lead us to how, how I guess, Sour Strips came about. Yeah, so, I mean, the year is like 2018, and, um, you know, the clothing is still doing really well. It, it's yeah. growing year over year. My YouTube is growing year over year. Everything's on the up and up. Um, but I don't know. It wasn't like I was sitting around contemplating, like, oh, I need, I need – I need to push myself. I need to see what the next thing is. I need to start another company. It was just kind of something that uh, organically happened. Um, I was inspired by a lot of people around me. Um, you know, yeah. Christian Guzman is is one of them, one of my good buddies who started uh, 3D Energy Drinks, and that kind of sparked my sparked my interest of something maybe outside of fitness because. And and I I almost think that I don't know if he never started 3D if I would have had the uh the like what if i started something yeah idea i don't know so um it, that really that really sparked a fire under me and i didn't know anything about uh, the, yeah. the 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 candy world i just knew that i was a die hard candy lover i think more than the average is like just freaking google everything <laughs> yeah no it is yeah. but uh, you know it's like you know, I, I came up with the brand because, you know, like I said, I'm an avid can candy lover more than the average person. I know what I know what I look for and what I know. I know what I like and I know what I dislike when I go buy sour candy and I buy a lot of it and I've been doing it for a long time. And, you know, on my YouTube channel, it was like my thing to eat sour candy. People, when I go to expos, people would bring me like I'd have like mounds and mounds of sour candy. It's just yeah. I mean go click on 10 random videos over the past 10 years. And there's a good chance that some eating me eating sour candy is in those videos. So it just kind of like organically made sense that candy would be the thing that I would uh, come out with. And it was really just a, a, a really good idea with a really good product mixed with a really good branding all at the same time, launching it at a, um, kind of like the peak of my YouTube popularity. Bro, your and... logo on that was crazy. Like, yeah, the Project like the XX. Perfect... Yeah, it was. It, 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 like... I like to think it was like a flawless execution there, but yeah. you know, and 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 I I attribute a lot of Sour Strip success the fact that it's such a really simple name. I think the name is so important, and I rem I remember being in my office one night. I remember when I came up with the parent company, Actual Candy. I was like driving, and I was like, "Why well, can't?" Why can't there be any? Why can't candy companies make anything that's like actually sour? Why can't they make any actually sour candy? And I was like, actual candy. That's the weirdest company name I've ever heard of. But I think it makes sense when I explain why it's called actual candy. And now, now I love it. And then I, I was thinking of like uh, all the different naming I could try to think up for these this this candy yeah. product. And I was like, what if you took a generic name that describes exactly what it is? Yeah. But you made the thing that that describes it 
the power of it. And, and really the, the company that I, I kind of pulled inspiration from was like, you know, Kellogg's frosted flakes where frosted flakes are a, is a generic description of what the product is. And that's why you can go into the store and you can see, you know, Kroger frosted flakes, right? They can all call them frosted flakes because they are frosted flakes, but the, the name frosted flakes, people associate that with Kellogg's. If I say, pick me up a box of frosted flakes, most people, you're not going to pick up the store brand. You're going to pick up Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. So I've, my analogy was I want to make the Frosted Flakes of candy. Like, so let's take a a generic name that any, that people have used before that anyone can really use, but let's make it so powerful that no one else wants to use it anymore. Because when people think sour strips, they think this, like if someone picks up sour strips and it's not my sour strips, they're gonna be like, what the, no, I didn't want those sour. I wanted this sour strips, right? It becomes powerful. Um, and the name was available. The Instagram name was available. The website was available. And I was like, whoa. And, uh, here we are. Bro, I'm, I'm a advocate for the mango strips. I understand I will not take the mango slander. That's my favorite one. That one. I know. I know. It bothers me so much that people have such a problem with it. It's not a problem with it. It's, 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 it's the lowest. It's the least popular, not to say that it's not popular, but there has yeah. to be a loser, right? And uh, yeah. it is our it is our slowest seller, but it's that still a... Wild, uh, I know. Which, which one's your favorite one? Mango's my favorite. It's not necessarily what? the one I eat the most, but like, yeah, mango mango is like a, a top tier flavor, man. And, you know, that's why I love my mango magajitas and, and all this jazz. And um, yeah, Bro, rainbows, are, rainbows are most popular, but uh, mango's... Mango's the slept-on flavor that people need to show more respect. Facts. Facts. And if I was in your shoes, bro, I think I'd be eating a stupid amount of sour strips. I don't know how you keep your gains. I do. Yeah. I had like I had like two bags last night. Honestly, I had a pizza and like two bags, which is not ideal. But you know, sometimes I take take my cheat days a little too far. But you know, it, it's a, it's a you know we launched the candy brand in the fitness space, which is quite confusing to a lot of people. But um, I think if we show that the fitness community and the the culture can accept it in and you know, can, can show how you can eat and consume sweets and snacks and stuff like that and still maintain a healthy lifestyle. I think it's actually important. I think if, I think launching it into the fitness space was the best possible genre 100%. or the group of people to launch it into, which is like, if, if, if you didn't, if you just took someone who wanted to start a candy company and they're like, all right, like which industry should we like push this into roll it out into no one no one on this planet would say, let's launch it into the fitness space. <laughs> you know, yeah, no one. Literally. I, I don't know why when I when you were launching it, I thought it was like a healthier option. Of that's what a lot of people do. Yeah, right? a lot of people. A lot of people think that. And that's why the phrase, you know, actual candy is the parent company. That's why on the back, it just says actual sour candy. And when people are like, is it healthy? It's like, no, it's just actual sour candy. And, you know, we surprisingly we sell sour strips into a ton, a ton of nutritional stores, like supplement stores, gyms. I mean, we're chain wide in the corporate gold's gym. In what planet, in what planet five years ago, 10 years ago, would you be like, do you think a non-protein pre-workout type of candy, just, just candy, literally the same candy you can go get at the store, yeah. Do you think that Gold's Gym will have this in their corporate locations? Everyone would, would have been like, absolutely not. So it's actually 
really crazy when you think about it that like yeah. these major that the fitness world has accepted it as a you know a pre-workout snack a mid-workout snack like it's it's you can have it it's yeah it's it's pretty wild man it's wild bro i go to i go to obtain strength here in tulsa and bro oh he, michael michael cory bro yeah yeah dude bro, the, I, he has a vending machine i swear to you it's like half sour strips on the top and there's most in the bottom that's like that's the move down here. Just a little pre-workout you know couple of sour belts. Do you know that I'm uh, I'm 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 still to this day very good friends with Michael Corey. We talk it's on a boys. Yeah, we talk like every, we talk like every week. What? Yeah, Dude, no, we, yeah, so we, he's he's one of the few of the OGs that I keep up with on a regular basis. But yeah, no, obtain strength. Nothing but great things to say about it. Love Michael. Yeah, great place, bro. The it has a little bit of an awful vibe. I don't know if you've seen it, but it, I've like, been there. It has a wall that says like you've been to obtain. Yep, I've been there. What the frick were you doing in Tulsa, bro? You missed some YouTube videos, dude. I I uh I went out there because we launched into Quick Trip out in Tulsa. So I went out there to meet one of our distributors who actually, fun fact, literally just texted me this exact moment. Um well. the guy that I went out to meet. So that's kind of ironic. Um that's funny. But uh yeah, I went dude, out I went like out there your own, for like section at QT, man. It's like that's pretty gangster. Was it that, is that man. A... I didn't know yeah. that uh I didn't know that Quick Trip was such a a uh, well liked gas station chain because I, where I'm from in the East Coast, we didn't have as many of them. You know, I'm like a Wawa sheet Seven Eleven guy, but um, I didn't know how popular QT was. And yeah, so we went out there. So that's why I was in uh in in Tulsa there. Man, that's wild, bro. Um, I'm gonna do the the halfway point of the pod. I emailed you some pics. I'm gonna try to see if I could just show it to you here on my phone. But for visionaries okay. that've been rocking with us, there's a. We're gonna do a social media deep dive, which essentially I should just show Max some older pictures. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got I got the photos on the on my computer on the left screen here. Okay, I'll I'll edit it, post, and I'll put it on the screen so people can see what we're talking about. Cool. But let's do this first one where you're holding up holding up dude. What's going on there? Who's that? What's what's the situation? Oh, oh, so the middle photo holding up dude. Yeah. So yeah. uh that is my beautiful golden doodle named Dude, who is a huge part of my life. And that is my beautiful other half, uh, girlfriend, Taylor. And um, we've been dating for almost a year and a half. And we are, this is this was taken at a um, a charity deadlifting event called Deadlifts for Dude, which is a powerlifting, uh, deadlift-focused powerlifting event that we uh, we raise a bunch of money for animal shelters and then... Um, yeah, it's it's all for a good cause. People come out, have a good, have a great time. We actually just hosted our third one. This was this photo is from our second one. Uh, we just hosted our third annual one uh, about a month or so ago, and yeah, yeah we raised like between fifteen and twenty thousand dollars for animal shelters. So it's just good there time, local dude. in Houston. Yeah, this is local? actually at, this is at my gym, dude. I need it. I, I wanted to make it out. I got the deadlifts for dude shirt. I almost wore that, but I didn't want to be like a. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you snagging one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's do it. Let's do this one with you, you in the pool. Yeah, this is uh, this is me floating around at my at my pool at my house. This is the first house that I bought. So uh, new homeowner here. Yeah. Um, and so this photo, this photo is taken. Notice there's a lot going on here with the uh, the mango theme. We have the mango margarita bathing suit, which is from yeah. my clothing company ever forward. Hold the mango margarita and then mango margarita pre-workout and pump, which is a collaborative product that I did with uh, my supplement sponsor who I've been with for seven years now. They actually celebrated their seven year birthday I'm this ghost, week. Ghost yeah. Mango, so, bro. um, 
amazing company. We did a collaborative product. Mango, Mango is kind of like a, a, a maxi poo flavor that I somehow, it's interesting how like there's certain things that I've, I've done people call have called them like maxisms or something, but like yeah. you don't plan for like certain things that you do in your YouTube videos to become like this almost like inner community, like meme. Right. And there's a lot, I got a lot of them, you know, screaming at blenders and shit, read, read some, some books. books. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that's like a relatively new one that I just started saying it like now yeah. it's like a thing. And so it's like, you don't plan it. And somehow my love for, it's funny because I don't I don't actually enjoy mango the fruit themselves. Um I just like artificially flavored mango things, but uh yeah, like mango flavored yeah. things became my thing. So we but, came out the pre-workout and so was this more of a promo for for ghost? This is for ghost, this... yeah. Okay. Now this was this uh, was uh for the launch of my uh pre-workout uh, returning because we had launched it about a year to two before, and then we came out with the pump. Uh, with it as well so yeah this was a, a this is a an ad do you who takes this stuff like who 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 takes it for you like the, uh the so this this was my uh photographer videographer oz uh who worked with me he he no longer he he went off to do entrepreneur he went off yes. to be a freelancer go but but i mean really like like anyone can kind of like take the photo like i mean nowadays i get my my girlfriend taylor she'll help me um which i'm sure she she loves helping, but I'm sure she gets frustrated because I'll probably, I, I'm probably like, oh no, get like a better angle. She's like, I don't know, know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to help you. And I'm like, you, yeah. what do you mean you don't know how to, you know, you don't know the the aperture settings on the camera. So I have yeah, to yeah. <laughs> realize that she's going above and beyond um, to help me. So which is much appreciated. Um, but yeah, so this is like someone standing on the the yeah. waterfall of my pool and holding the camera up and snagging a photo. That's dope, bro. Let's do let's do this last one with the with the big old sour strips bag. Yeah, so this was a a promo that I did for launching these uh, Ever Forward, my clothing brand's duffel bags. So we came out with these um, travel bags, which uh, were a big hit, and we're actually coming out with some some new colorways soon with them. Um, and this one I did a giveaway where if you could guess how many bags of sour strips were fit inside the duffel, then you would win. The closest number would 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 win a duffel. So this is a, yeah. a little promo photo showing that. That's dope. Well, did y'all find someone uh to? I know you were looking for like a social. Not, not that I'm on plan. I'm just out of curiosity. I know you were looking for someone to do, uh, like social media stuff for for sour strips. We were looking for like a product photographer. Uh, we yeah. we've we've since outsourced it. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the content we can outsource. I definitely prefer building like a in-house team. Um, sure. but what I've learned, especially with the, the kind of the culture of the world right now is a lot of people, um, as cool as your company may be, they really, they prefer to be freelancers rather than working for one company. They'd rather work for, you know, 10, a bunch of other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I get it and I understand it. So yeah. So at the moment we've outsourced a lot of things, so we haven't necessarily, you know, needed it, but we still do need. Yeah. Always hiring. We've, we've, we've plugged a lot of like Max's stuff. So if y'all want, I'll, I'll tag all your stuff in the description, but essentially you, Sour Strips, Everford, Ghost, discount code. What is it? Code Max. M-A with two X's. Two X's, baby. That's so crazy, bro. I thought that was like a like a branding thing, but that's like your no. for real name. Yeah, it's not short for anything. My parents just wanted a little a spicier device. of a name, I guess. I don't know. Bro, so I want to talk about Don't Be Sour. 
uh we can nerd out about podcasting so i feel like this pod high key was inspired by yours but what essentially what inspired yours yeah i felt like i wasn't busy enough to be honest i was like i got i got too much stuff on my plate what what can i add a little bit more on there but no i I think the podcast space is uh is something that's it's always interested to me, you know, my, my, my brother has done podcasts for a long, long time and I, I never really listened to them, but I think it's cause I was realizing I was listening to maybe like the wrong ones. I think I enjoy more of like an entertainment based podcast rather than, yeah. um, a, just, you know, like a conversation rather than like a, you know, finding your purpose in life type of type of depth of, of, of sure. chat. Cause that's just not really like who I am, but I, uh, I don't know. It was like something that, I had an idea of, I got a little, you know, nudge to a little nudge to go and, and and do the thing by the people around me. And, you know, I, I started it kind of built a little bit of a hype of it around my YouTube as well with, you know, Hey, I'm doing a podcast, but I'm not going to tell you the name. I'm not going to tell you the name. I'm not going to tell you the name. And then I finally launched it and it was like the don't, don't be sour, which I'm, I'm glad people like the name. Uh, I, I was, it was between that and like the sour hour, but no, no it's it, it's yeah it's it's yeah. it's been a it's been a cool new extension of what I'm doing. I think not only is it while there are difficulties in it again finding guests, but it's a it's a way for me to deliver more content to people where it only takes me you know the the time it takes me to sit down and then the, the editing of it. Um, so it's yeah. a little simpler. It has its own struggles, but it, it's a little simpler for me to do. But it was just a, another way to give content to people, um, maybe a little bit different side of me than they're used to. So it's more raw, long form. You know, you're going to yeah. hear more of my thoughts, love them or hate them. And uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying it, actually. Yeah. What I mean, one of the one of the things I feel like it's it's done is that for, for those of y'all who haven't listened to it yet, basically you bring on like it's it started as fitness influencers but it kind of you had dane cook and other celebrities on there but for me it's kind of shown that not everything has gone the way that they thought you share their life story in like an interview way um so that's been the benefit of it for me but bro i don't know how you even thought about the structure of what point you wanted to get across i don't know if you had like a vision for it at first Nah, it's just like I said, just just like with business, like I'm just kind of winging it, man. I'm I didn't know how to interview. I'd I'd always been on a lot of podcasts, so yeah. it's kind of similar when you're on a podcast because you don't need to care about the flow of it. You know, yeah. I, I just I don't need to prepare for it. But I didn't know how to be an interviewer, how to um you know how to ask the questions that are maybe thought provoking, a little more in depth. Um, you know, but, and, and again, it's something that you don't have to be a hundred percent great at out of the gate. You know, a lot of the feedback that I've gotten in the first many, many episodes were like, Max, you're talking over the guests, shut up, stop interrupting where I looked at it as like, no, this is how me and my friends talk to each other is we cut each other off and go off on tangents 24 seven. I feel like that's how most people talk. And I didn't really know how to separate that in interview mode. I was like, no, this is just how me talk. We talk. Um, so I've gotten better at just listening and, you know, and, but again, it's like, I didn't like analyze how to, how to interview people, whatever. I just yeah. sat down, boom, we'll get better at it. We'll improve. Yeah. Before I started this one, I was like a big podcaster already. So the thing that I did, like my first couple episodes, they're like my actual friends. Yeah. I had the rational equity there. They're just like how you kind of, how you brought CG, like y'all already been boys. Yeah, so it was to, it definitely after, easier to to do the network, and then it really challenges you once you want to keep doing the pod, and you you ran out of everyone that you have, you know, that lives near you that has yeah, is in your you know in your contacts. 
So, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, now we've put out over 50 episodes. I believe the episode I put out today was like number 53 with one of my friends, Daryl, who's a dentist, which is a really cool conversation. Um, and we're definitely getting to the end of like my network of people. Um, but it's going to force me to not only push myself to reach out to people, but also, you know, if, if the future of the show started as new guests every week and it turns into new guests periodically, but each week you're going to get me and Joe me and or, Joe. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, I didn't plan for that to happen. I didn't, th- but it yeah. turns out people like that. And maybe that's the future. Who knows? You know? So yeah. we're just winging it. And you know, will I do the podcast forever? I have no idea. I'm not, I'm just, I tried to make a commitment that I was like, Hey, every week you're going to get a podcast out. You're going to, yeah. and, and you're not going to let anything else slack. And you're going to balance it. And uh, we've, we've been doing it. Yeah, bro. I'm literally on the same mindset because I was curious if you wanted to do it for everybody. Like, I don't feel like I have a, a timeline for the podcast. It's like, I'm just keep doing it till it doesn't feel right anymore. That's um, right, man. One one thing I've kind of run into that's funny is like, I'll get people DMing me to get on the show. But it's like, I don't know that I want you on. I don't know if that's happened to you. I, I mean, it, you'll a lot of times people like whenever I'm like, oh, I'm running out of guest, like, it's clear that I could, there's a million I people so much, I could get I, on. Yeah. And it's not like this pretentious thing of like, you have to have, be an influencer or whatever. But it's like, I, as the host, want to want to interview the person that I'm talking to. So even if I get hit up all the time by even my friends um, or like, hey, there here's someone with a ton of followers, you could have them on the show. And I look at them and I'm like, I have no interest nothing in about them stimulates my interest to want to ch- not in like a mean way, but it's just like, yeah, like there, I, I have no interest in interviewing this person. I don't know anything about this person. Um, not to say I haven't interviewed people. I don't know that well, but I have to want to interview the person that I'm doing it. Cause again, it's not just yeah. about cranking out episodes. It's about me enjoying it as well. Yeah. And I think that's important that like, I want to be in the same room for someone with an hour and a half and talk to them and me be interested. Not saying I couldn't find interesting things to talk about with anyone, but you know, it's, it's, it's a complicated kind of thing to try to break down. But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, we're keep going. We have, I have like the next like four episodes already done, but after that I I got, I got, I got no one. So we're, uh, we'll wing it, but I'll figure it out. But trust me, I'll either, there's a chance I'll probably take like a two or three break, like do like a season two kind of cap after like 30 episodes of season two. And, um, You know, move on to season season three. See what that see what season three holds for us. I'm like for real on the same game. So right now, when we're as we're talking, I have seven already. Like, up that's front. the best best feeling because so, there's some days, there's some weeks where like life just happens and you don't get to mm-hmm. shoot really. Um, and then my initial thought for the podcast was that I wanted to do this musician route, but it's kind of turning me interviewing like you or like uh, fitness people or fashion people, just stuff that I actually want to talk about. So I, I feel that just keep hustling at it, man. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's cool to see people, the podcast space, you know, the, the barrier to entry is pretty low, which is great. And it's going to sift out the people who are willing to put in the work. I see a lot of people start podcasts just like with YouTube videos, but I see a lot of people start podcasts and, you know, five episodes in, they disappear off the face of the earth because they realize that it's, you know, they, it's a they lot talk of work, to the five bro. people they know and then they're like, ah, shit, I'm out. So, um, yeah. you know, I I wanted to commit to something new. And I think anyone who has seen my podcast, not only whether it be the the level of quality that I put into the into the show's production value, yeah. but also the level of guests outside my network and the amount of people I've have had on every week over week, you know, I, I'm 
I'm proud of myself for doing what I said I was going to do and not, you know, yeah. I don't like to let people down. If I say I'm going to start a podcast, you can tell that I, I, I've put in the work put past yeah. year. It's been, a, it's been over a year. So, yeah, I, I think I've kind of run into a similar thing where like, I'll start something and it's cool. And then like everyone in the moms wants to start a podcast and they're asking you a million questions. I'm like, well, just, if you really want to do it, go Google it or something. And, uh, I think right now the hardest part for me is like trying to balance, like who to talk to, how to, well, it's a lot to balance between a full-time job and like this thing that I'm putting my own money to, into my own time into, like, I'm not, it is. I'm not getting paid from this yet, but trust me, dude, even, even in my, not, not, not like my show is some crazy thing, but like, and, and I'm not, I'm not making, you, you don't see any sponsors in my, my podcast. I've been doing it for a year. And I think maybe I've, yeah. I've had, I used to put a couple in the beginning, but that was just like the brands I already work with. That's not like additional like sponsorships and ghosts, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was just putting them. I was like, well, I might as well, like maybe people, and they weren't converting at all. So I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm gonna stop doing that. But I've had like one sponsor. So, you know, again, I'm just doing it because I like it. So yeah, yeah. well, kind of wrapping up the episode. So long story short, you got, you got YouTube, you got EF, you got sourships, you got uh goat that said ghost already you're balancing all these things got taylor got dude where, where do you see like your your life going um how do you stay even healthy maintaining all this bro like mentally stable and cause I, I feel like that's a lot to balance more than like the average person i think i do pretty well at uh separating work-life balance um yeah. having my girlfriend taylor in my life has definitely been something that was a unexpected welcomed shift in my life where yeah. uh, I thought I was kind of running too fast to be able to slow down for anyone. And, you know, when you meet the right person, um, she really showed me that it was a, a more of a, like, you need to find the right person so that you want to slow down for them. And, um, you know, she's been, she's been like the best thing to happen to me. And I think the future oh, is cool. continuing to, to find a balance with work and life and, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, mental struggles that I go to, you know, with, with being an entrepreneur of, you know, this, the, the, the successes and the failures and, you know, how well something's doing and, um, social media is a whole, you know, struggle in itself and, um, it just keep pressing on. And then, you know, I'm, uh, I'm 33. So I think, I think some little maxi poos in my near future, uh, would be, would be pretty cool. And, uh, you know, you maybe that would, that would for sure change like your time, bro. For oh, yeah. like all these things, man. Yeah. And like it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good, a good thing that I've, I've, I've worked really hard over the past decade so that when it's time to go to that next chapter of my life, um, I'll be able to shift my priorities around and, you know, spend time with my family and, uh, do that. And I think, again, it's so important to, as long as you can, to really put your head down and work and, yeah. you know, it doesn't need to happen overnight. And again, a lot of people get discouraged and I know that the, the times have shifted, but look at even just social media. A lot of people now they, they start cause they see the stardom and they see the money. And, uh, if it doesn't happen to them in six months, they hate it and they give up. You know, That's I was real. making videos Very for, real. I I balanced my full-time job and made videos for three years before I started working for myself. And now people think that if they don't quit their job to be a social media influencer after two months, that, you know, they can't do it. And it's, uh, coming, Max is it's definitely tougher than it once was. But if anything, the struggles back then are just different struggles than they are now. And um, yeah. 
it's all about it's all about perseverance and you know it 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 weeds out the weak people and it weeds out the people that are only doing it for short-term gains you know yeah yeah the influencer space is super like saturated now so like the only thing that would really separate you is quality content and consistent content you know so yeah and having a really um, good looking golden doodle yeah thanks i need to get one bro <laughs> um dude max before we let you go uh plug all your stuff social media where we can find you where you want people to support you all that jazz the only thing I like to plug is, you know, if, if, if you like entertaining content, come over to YouTube, search me up, Max Tuning, everything else you can find later down the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I just want people to, you know, get entertainment from from my content, get some laughs, you know, separate from reality for, you know, 10 minutes, a couple times a week and, uh, you know, check out the podcast as well. And uh, I hope you guys like it. Sure. Appreciate you, bro. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, brother.